Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day you are listening to this. Welcome to episode 46 of the AG Podcast. I'm your host today, the Ashkohen09, and with me on the panel, uh, slight change late on the day. Jan couldn't make today's one, so Riverman is taking the helm. Good evening, River. Good evening, Ash. Um, yeah, here was jam today, so I'll slag off burger as much as I can. <laughs> That's what we love to see. Also joining us on the podcast today is Storm. Good evening, mate. Good evening, everybody. Um, nice to be back on again. I think it's, what, two years since I've lost my life? <laughs> it might have been uh, a while. Yeah, so... Uh, no. Hopefully it'll be a good one between us. Yeah, no, definitely. And also, making his podcast debut is Buncey. Good evening, pal. Evening, and apologies for tormenting you with my dulcet tones. <laughs> That's <laughs> quite all right. Good to have you on. Um, right, so just to give you the rundown of the podcast today, uh, we're going to start looking at the Premiership, followed by the Championship. Uh, we're then going to go over to Joe for the F1, and given all four of us race on a Monday night, uh, I think Buncey's going to give us uh, some notes uh, from the last couple of uh, the last week. Um, we're then going to go back to League One. Uh, and once we've done that, we're going to go over to Bertie for a golf roundup. We're then going to have a quick little talk just quickly about transfers and BFAs. Um, obviously, as we're sort of approaching the uh, the high rate, you know, 80 rated, um, we've picked out a couple of players that we'd like to see in the league in the future. Um, we're then going to have a little look at the uh, upcoming game of the week. Uh, for match day 11 and then we're going to talk about uh, on controversy corner this week we've got two items on the agenda one involving the uh, the uh, the highly controversial pizza gate uh, from the last couple of days on the site and we're also just going to talk a little bit about uh, we've seen some players get fined uh, over the last couple of days as well so we're just going to talk briefly on that as well but we'll start obviously with the premiership um and looking at the league table, uh, Jaxie, uh, I mean, Jaxie came in late uh, in the season um, and he is currently sitting top at the time of recording this podcast. And that, I think that's really impressive, um, given that he joined late in the season and he's taken over a team that is not his own um, and it won't be his own until he's brought, you know, his players in and uh, how he wants to. And I think you'll probably see that in real effect from next season. Um, but to get up into that sort of top three position is uh, is fantastic. I, I still personally expect Sufi um, to sort of take the crown on that. Um, but it, it's really, really impressive. See, and I think it'll be those three that are up there fighting next season. Um, Buncey, I'm, I'm going to come to you first. Um, obviously, at the moment, you and Paul are currently sitting in the playoff spots. You had a good start to the season. Um, I think a bit similar to me, you we were top, we were first and second. Um, and as the season has gone on, we've both gotten worse and progressed down to the bottom. Um, who who have you got in your last set of games or your last couple of fixtures coming up? And do you think you can do enough to stay out of that sort of relegation playoff? Uh, well, I don't actually know who I've got left. I know I've got Paul this week. Um, I don't actually look at the fixtures ahead of time because it's no surprise when the fixtures get released to me to know who I'm playing. I already know I've played Burger, Suthy and Jaxi, so that's where we're those three. <laughs> that's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I should be good enough to get out of that, really. 
Yeah, I mean, Paul, I, I know I've got, uh, I think my last two sets of games are against Paul and Suited Recluse. Um, Paul, I always tend to have good games against and Suited. I've not played for a while, so I'm expecting uh, I'm expecting a good couple of games. I think Sean is just sort of sitting there in that middle spot, sort of between, uh, you know, just above the relegation spots um, and the sort of mid-table. Um, I, I'm hoping for myself that sort of six points... Um, out of the last 12 should be enough to keep me away from that relegation playoff. Uh, but we'll see. I really didn't want to be getting involved in another sort of playoff this this season around. Um, so I'll be looking to try and take, obviously, maximum points from my last set of games. Um, Storm, when you went down last season, you know, there was a lot of talk. You were feeling quite confident that you were going to come back up. Um, we're obviously going to come back to the championship. We're going to go into the championship shortly anyway. Uh, which doesn't make for too pleasant viewing for yourself um, no, at the moment. Um, I'm just looking currently in those bottom three spots from the Premiership. Uh, Mouse, Joby and Mark um, are currently in those spots. Do you expect to see much change between now and the end of the season from those three? Well, a lot of people don't... Well, I would say Paul doesn't like me saying this, but... He's been in this Premiership for a long time, and I played him last year. And I think um, if he if he did beat me, then fair play to him because it was a different Paul style that I'm used to when I play him. But as I see where he is now, I'm going to have to say this, but God love the people who still to play him because it could be him, or it could be this old myth. Of Leon. Now, I hope I'm wrong, but as I say, if it was my gambling, I think Paul will stay up. <laughs> I honestly do. Um, but as for Mark, Joby and Moose, I would I would guess if you asked them, I would say that they like myself. They've enjoyed the Premiership and played the top people, but it's not enjoyable. I mean, if you're like myself, who struggle to defend and everything else then it, it's it's a horror show and as much as we're going to talk about the championship I'm going to leave it at that because I'll talk about the championship but I struggled the first season it didn't because my mate pulled me out at the end and everybody knows that um, but I struggled and I didn't enjoy it so I was happy to come down the league but as you see I'm not enjoying this one either so maybe I'm just not good enough <laughs> that's, that's that's fair enough um, River I'll, I'll come to you next um, one of the players that for me has taken a uh, surprise is uh, Shelbourne uh, he's currently up into fourth uh, for me doing a little bit better than expected I mean maybe that's harsh of me to say early on in the season I think when we were talking about the sort of previews and sort of uh, where people would stand um, I think I sort of had him sort of mid-half to bottom of the table um, so he's doing really really well I mean he's just taken three points off Sufi uh, in his last set of uh, fixtures um, do you think he's uh, he's proved a lot of people wrong this season? Yeah, I do. Uh, that Shelbourne City game uh, was uh, quite controversial in itself, I believe, wasn't it? Yes. Both having a go at each other after the game. Yes. Um, yeah, look, um, along with Shelbourne, I put Suited in there as well. Suited's only a couple of points behind Shelbourne, I think. And both going up from the Championship last year, both were a little bit better than me. I don't think there's an awful lot in it. 
And I know I've struggled massively in the Premier Division. I think they've both done fantastically well to be where they are. Um, so, Shelbourne's a couple of points better. But they've, a table I'm looking at here, they've both got games in hand on some above and below them as well. So, can stay well out of trouble. And I think if the pair of them finish outside of anything to do with relegation, playoffs, etc., I think they'll both have had fantastic seasons. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and it'd be interesting to see. I mean, Shelbourne, obviously, he's been known this season for having big, big wages. Um, I think he might have the biggest wage bill on the site. Maybe that's now changed um, in recent days. Um, but, yeah, he's he's proven a lot of people wrong uh, this season. So, so fair play to him. Um, right, we're going to move on to the Championship. Um, and I don't think I'd ever say uh, that I'd see Soggy Cabbages in a prime position uh, to go up. Um, obviously, in the past, we've given him stick for playing very defensive football. He looks like he's gone the complete opposite direction um, this time around. Um, and he looks like he's going to be uh, making his way to the Premiership uh, in a couple of games' time. Um River, I'm going to come to you first because I know you're sort of flirting around the playoff spots. Um, how would you say that you see the rest of your season going? Have you got any of the sort of uh, the games you've got left? Are they against people who are around you or sort of lower towards the table? Yeah, mostly around me. I've got Socky still to play, who's second. I've got Jeffrey's fourth. I'm sitting in fifth. And then I've got Mackham and Bertie, who are both who are sixth and seventh and occupying the other two playoff spots. So. Yeah, I've got some tough fixtures left. Yeah, I mean, sure, I think I, th- I think they're the only ones. I, yeah, looking at that, I've played everybody from eighth downwards. So yeah, I've got second, fourth, sixth, and seventh to play. But I beat Aaron twice, so there's no one to fear, is there? <laughs> no, no, that's quite true. Um, Storm. So. Obviously, it's not been the good season for yourself either. And as it currently stands, you know, you've given Harry a lot of stick in the past. Um, yep. As it stands, you will be playing football with him next season in the League well, One. Uh, unless he gets a promotion. From what I'm hearing that he's, uh, he's rearranged his team. He's getting a few wins and friendlies. He won last night's... Uh, Top bracket, uh, cup. Um, so has he changed his, his style? I don't know, but as I say, myself, I'm really, really honestly, I think this is probably, I know I complain a lot and say that this, uh, this FIFA is rubbish, but I really feel that this FIFA has not at all played ball with me at all. Um, is that because I don't have as strong as team as a lot of people, but. When you look at the list of names, you know, I would say other than probably, other than maybe my striker, who's a 71, I have a good front line. I've one of the best centre-backs in the league. But I maybe the, should be in the Premiership if the right offer ever had came across. But is De- Demerel from Juventus? Is, but um, me... I, 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 I've still a hope. I've still a hope that I stay up. I, I feel as if the two that's in the playoff now, I'll beat the both of them. And that's, I just can't get them points to get 
back at them. That's that's the place. I, I just can't get that. And I'm I'm pretty confident on on the night over one leg, I'll beat the both of them. But I just struggling. And I have to say, not because he's in the party. I think Phil has done reasonably really well this season. I know he was doing a lot of mouthing and all that, thinking Bertie was going to be there, and I'm looking, and he's higher than Bertie. Um, and I don't think he mentioned Jeff, but Jeff's up there as well. Jeff's tight, good squad, as I say. But I'm going to come to Soggy here. I know that I'm trying to eat up the time, but I'm the biggest critic of playing Soggy. Over the last five, six years, Honestly, I would be happy to have been through off the site than play Soggy in a game. Uh, that's hard to say. Because he was so defensive, negative. But I played him in the cup. And yes, it was. A, I think I was too open in the cup. I think I was far, far too open when I played him. But he tore me to bits. And I, I hand up. And he beat me, I think it was 4-1, easy. Um, and the only thing that bothered me in that game with him because I watch a lot of his streams and he says I watch him, but I'm watching to see the reason why he does so many pauses. It, it, it's so, it is so interrupting in a game if you're trying to lift the momentum or like if you feel as if you're getting into the game, next thing, bang, pause. You have to sit and wait till the counter goes out. That there is the most annoying thing for me now. But other than that, Soggy, he's, he's doing top job. My, my favourite to win that league was Arn, and he's up there at the minute. And I'll still stay. I'll still say that he'd win it because he's too good for this level. But he has lost his level to be the top with the likes of Jaxie and all that. He, he's he's way off them and still. But that's my championship. If only FIFA 13, Aaron was about a storm. Um. Yeah, <laughs> if he was here, that would be. I would love to see that now. To see if he was that good to beat Sully, Jaxie. I'm not going to say Burger because Burger's just. He lives on FIFA Ultimate Team, everything else. So he he's practices too much for me. But I'd like to have seen that the old arm, as we know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's first fair enough. Um, just looking at obviously who else is in the bottom, uh, Buncey, uh, is Brian Sofa. Uh, Brian surprises me a little bit. I think in the past I've played him, um, you know, and he, 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 he likes his crossings, um, and I've never found him a bad player. Are you surprised to see sort of Brian Sofa down there? And is there anyone in that division that you have, you've been surprised with this season that's done perhaps better than they should have or has done worse than they should have? Uh, honestly, Sofa, no. I don't think he's a very good player. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the biggest thing for me is that Aaron and Joe were giving it all at the start of the season, saying how they're going to walk the league, not lose the game, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Aaron's lost four games, but he's still the top. Joe, what has happened there? What's he doing? I also, I also mouthed me, if you, if, you, if you remember. Oh, yeah, you went off as well. And you're, you're even worse, so I should know that one, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Macam and Bertie surprised me with how well they're doing, so I always thought they were perennial League One players. Um, I know Bertie's got a ridiculously strong squad, but... Still, that surprises me. I thought he'd be fighting off relegation with Ryan and Sofa. Oh, that's a call. Yeah, yeah, no, that's um, that's fair enough. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see come the come the next podcast. Uh, well, 
I suspect one of the, the Premiership will probably be near enough wrapped up because obviously I think there there's might be one or two games difference between the Prem and the Championship and League One, and it's can I ask a question between us in here? Raz has a lot of money, right? And where he is, he, he seems to be a bit like where he wants the lower rated players. If I'm sort of way reading with him, the Anias think that he's going in the wrong direction and that's the reason why he's in that 12th with the, with the money that he had and he can buy the players that's in the uh, transfer market or anything like that. Do you think that's his fault? I'm only asking what you think. He he's just a strange one playing with historically. Yeah. He's always used lower rated players and taken great joy in beating people with them. He's a better player than Asagis, but I think his team's just outdated at this point and needs to pick it up. That's what that's what I'm trying to get at. I think yeah, he, I, I think he should I move agree. on. I think if he had a better side, he'd be doing better than he is. He's not a player who should be at the bottom of the championship in danger of going down. But as I think I've said, as other people have said on the podcast before, play with the players you want to play with. You pl- we play FIFA yep. and all the games on the side for fun. If he likes playing with low-rated players, if he wants all his Basel players and he's not worried if he loses games as a result, he gets more fun out of playing with low-rated Basel players than he does by having the best side possible. Crack on. Yeah. The, the, thing, the thing that I got was, I was in a party the other night when he was saying it. I think it was actually the, one of the cups. And he was, it was annoying him that it, uh, the people were using the long ball wing play that he called it, the long ball wing play, play and then cross. But that is, to me, that was his problem because he's not banned that these players that can catch these long ball, quick balls players, do that type of thing. And that's where why I brought it up because I thought that I am one of the persons who complain myself about the way some people play. And, and But at the end of the day, everybody is entitled to play the way they want to play. And if they want to cut back, and it's not a rule against the game, it's just, it happens. So he needs to maybe adapt till band two faster fullbacks than the lesser players. If that's where he feels that he's the weakest. Maybe, maybe so. Um, right, we're going to move on. Um, we're going to move away from the championship now briefly. Uh, and I'm going to move over to F1. Uh, so as usual, let's hear from Joe to hear about the last two weeks worth of races. So over to you, Joe. Thanks, guys, and as always, thanks for having me back for another F1 roundup. As always, there's been two races since we last spoke. We had uh, Germany last week on the Hockenheim Ring, and on Monday night just gone, we were in Hungary. We'll take a really quick look at those races. Germany last week, looking at Division 1, we had a nice win for Soggy Cabbages. He started fourth on the grid, got himself up to first place. He passed Shelbourne in the uh, DRS zone, went about his business well, and he also had a fastest lap of the race, a 116.8. We had Shelbourne in second place. He had started on pole position. We had Ninja Bean in third, Bunsey in fourth, and Suter de Cruz in fifth place. Taking a quick look at Division 2, we had a really good drive from Harry. He started on pole, finished in first place despite his nine seconds of penalties. We had Jaminator in second. He had also started in second place on the grid. We then had a couple of really good drives. We had Hilly in third place. He had started 16th on the grid. And Riverman in fourth place. He had started 15th on the grid. We then had Mark in 5th and Rhino in 6th. 
The fastest lap of that race, unbelievably, came from Southey. He did a quite unbelievable 116.9, which unbelievably was 0.1 of a second slower than Soggy Cabbages in Division 1. Unbelievably, it was Southey's first time on the game. So unbelievably, he's unfortunately had to move up to Division 1 for unbelievably being far too quick. The only little bit of controversy from that race came from David Storm. He had a bit of a whinge on the forum about the incident with Mark. It wasn't really a lot to it, to be honest. It was just one of those racing incidents. Looking at last night in Hungary, Division 1, fantastic drive from Mark, MJG. He's very quick in the Mercedes. He started on pole position. Um, he finished first. Unfortunately, he didn't go over the line first. It was actually Shelbourne that crossed the line. But he finished in second place due to a three-second penalty. We have Bunty in third place, he came from seventh on the grid. We have Mouse in fourth, Soggy Cabbages in fifth, and Ninja Bean in sixth. A fantastic fastest lap for Suited Recluse, who finished tenth. He crossed the line in a 121.2 on the second last lap of the race. Taking a quick look at the Division 2, uh, we had another really good win for Hilly. He started in pole position, crossed the line first. In fact, the first three all started in similar positions on the grid. We had Harry in second. He started in second. We had Jaminator in third. He also started third on the grid. We had Mark in fourth, who got up from 12th. And we had Rivman in fifth place. The fastest lap of that race went to Hilly with a 122.8. We'll take a quick look at the tables, what I did for the championship. Division 1, we've obviously got Soggy Cabbages, who's 30 points clear on 133. Bunty in second on 103 points. Shelbourne's good form is catapulted in Cleveland third place on 94. We've then got Ninja in 71. Mark in 55 and Suited Recluse on 53. Division 2 is a bit more complicated after losing Brian. Uh, we've also lost in the wind to medical reasons. So we've now got... The Malian clear on 100 points. We've got Harry in second place on 90. We've got Hilly in third on 84. Jam on 77. And Riverman on 53. Uh, nice to see a couple of new faces the last couple of weeks. Again, if anybody wants to get involved, just send me a PM. We'll take a look and sort it out. Thanks, guys. Catch you again. Um, thank you very much for that, Joe. And obviously, all four of us are racing uh, on a Monday night. Um, River, I think last week was a good clean race, wasn't it? As far as I can remember, um, yeah, I, I think Division 2 last week was actually uh, pretty much incident-free and we managed to virtually all get round unscathed, which is always a bonus. That sounds... I can't remember much about that, it. That, that sounds... Dash for a week later. That sounds very plausible with Harry uh, in that race. Uh, Buncey, obviously, you know, me and you occupy the Prem. Uh, the Prem? Opposite, yeah, the Division 1. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that you want to add from last week? Um, there were a couple of things involving Soggy last week that meant he finished well. Well, not well down. I think it was fifth or sixth in the end. But certainly it wasn't his usual running away with the win week. Um, and that's for two reasons. One of them was the start, where I'm not really sure what happened because I didn't get enough cameras, annoyingly. But Soggy got tapped from behind somewhere. I think it might have been Wells for running a bit wider, but I don't know why. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough, and it, the, you know, there's not. I think I don't think we normally go through one week without Soggy being involved in something, one way or another. Um, no, right? Would you say? He, would you say he's as bad as Harry? No, 
no, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, right, let's move on and let's move over to back to FIFA now and to League One. Um, and obviously, just sort of looking through that division. Uh, and again, I, I've said it before on the podcast uh, many a times. For me, this is probably the most competitive um, in terms of people in it so uh wells has done very well last four games you know all but secures promotion i think he's even taken uh six points off worm in the last sort of day or two um so i think you know that's going to put him even further i think i think most people would have said wells to go up uh at the start of the season in the top spot because he is too good for that division um but then I'm just looking from second to seventh, and it's all very, very close to play for. You know, there's only six points that separate third uh, from seventh. So one match day could make it very, very interesting. Um, I mean, River, we always like to see this. Um, sort of looking at those playoff spots, who do you think could uh, could do it this time around? Oh, Christ, it's, as you say, it's really tough, isn't it? I say, I think Welser is a cut above there, and he's going to win that league. Um, I'm a little surprised to see Wintz down in seventh, but he has got um, a couple of games in hand on a few of those above him, and I think Wintz is good enough to jump up there. Lost Boy surprises me up in second. Um, anyone outside of the playoffs going to hijack it? Possibly Rhino with games in hand, but if you said who's going to drop out of the playoffs from there, for him to get in, I don't really know. It's a very good tight race around those playoffs I think yeah I think the top seven maybe with the addition of Rhino in eight I think they're the only ones who will really stand a chance of getting in but I wouldn't like to call who's going to drop out if Rhino jumps in that's a really tight really tight division that yeah, I mean, this is it. I mean, there's a lot of players in there that I think are good, as good as each other, and they're showing that. I mean, we've seen Wince and Rhino uh, in the playoff, I think, a couple of times. You know, Wince has been up in the past and then has come back down. Um, Storm... Yeah, I've done more for you there, for Avanai, than Jam. I'm supposed to be replacing Jam, and I've done a complete action sat on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. Up your <laughs> um, Storm, obviously looking from your perspective, and given that you know you could well be playing in this division next season, um, yep. what what do you make of the sort of... I mean, obviously, Wells is in top. Uh, I don't think there'd be any surprises there. Is there anything in that division that you thought, hmm, that's interesting? Well, the two, the two that I'm looking at that's very interesting because they're usually the buttering boys is Gaz and Wizzy. And if you look at their last, well, Gaz's last three, last four games, he's had a draw and three wins. He changed his team a bit. He got a couple of good players in. He won a couple of BFAs. Same with Wizzy. Wizzy, like, you don't see Wizzy getting many BFAs, but I think he won a couple. And it, for some reason, it has turned their season. I played the both of them last night in the Cup. And the both of them beat me. Um, and I was 3-0 up against Gaz, which is, he beat me 4-3. But as I say, Gaz and Wizzy, is, you keep having a look, and they're just a bit too far out for a run to get that playoff area. But for me, they're, they've done a really good job to be, they're usually the whipping boys, lads, and he's he, they're up there. As again, you did say, Wince. Wince Taylor enjoys being in that league. Because it looks a good league. It looks a, it, it, there's there's nobody there other than Welsa 
looks as if they're the standout flipping player. Like because you look at the, the reds, the yellows, the greens, they're nearly all the same. Except for our friend Harry there, who has a, a lane of reds. Um but other than that, I think it's a I think it's a good league. And I must say, if I think of it when India, I'd be really disappointed if I didn't win it next year. If I went in, but at the minute, <laughs> same as this year, then I storm. Uh, yes, mate. Yes, <laughs> I, I, at the minute I'm not in it, so I still have a plan to be still in the championship and have a go again next year with better players if I can do that. But uh, it's going to be hard for me. And just to add as well, that obviously next season we may well be on the new FIFA. So it might be a, a new system, and you might enjoy it, enjoy it, um, and get used to it a little it bit more quicker. And it may, it may be four leagues. Yeah, maybe, maybe we don't know yet. Watch <laughs> this space, um, Buncey. Obviously, I, I'll come to you. Uh, is there anything you want to add from that sort of division? Is there anything there that stands out uh, in in terms of that shocks you where people should be? Not really, apart from Satie and Andy being right at the bottom. I thought they were a bit better than that. That's fair enough. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah that's that's and fair enough. Obviously, Harry losing last five games is quite entertaining. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll that's it. I mean, normally you're expecting Wizzy and Gosgrass to be down there. That's what I'm saying. How well they've done. Um, no, surprising. They've done well. They've done good. That's why I have to give them a mention. That's fair enough. Right, we're going to move on, and we're going to move over now uh, to the golf tour. Uh, so over to you, Bertie, to give us the latest roundup of what's been happening in the golf world. Welcome back to the AG Clubhouse. It's been three weeks since I was last on. Our season has now started. Week one, victory went to Welza yet again. He pipped Gazgrass by just one shot at Tomahawk Valley to start off the defence of his AG Tour Championship in style. Week two, and it was that man Welza again. He had the same score as yours truly, but he beat me based on a better second 18 at Suzuku. Finally, someone else got their name on the board. MJG won his second title ever at the Nike Summer Classic last week. Gasgrass again was second. Welza is having another phenomenal season. Last year, he was the AG Society and the AG Tour Champion. And this season, he leads both title races yet again. It's great to see more and more people teeing it up at the golf club every week. 25 last week. I love to see that. We're going to finish with Welza yet again. Last week, he achieved something very special. A couple of thousand people every week tee it up on TGC Tours. And obviously, very few get to win. Well, that's what Welza did last week. On CCC, the rung on which he was playing, he won the very weirdly named We Ku Pa Challenge. Fantastic achievement and well done to Welza. Until next time, enjoy it, boys. Thanks for having me on again. Okay, thank you very much for that, Bertie. Um, right, we're going to move on, and we're going to uh, we're going to have a little, a quick little look at some. Uh, obviously, you know, the BFAs are coming along, and we're starting to see the sort of eighties, you know, high seventies coming. And I have asked the panel, uh, so I have asked the other members to pick a player uh, that is an eighty rated, um, who isn't in the league already, that 
they would like to see in the league. So, Buncey, I'm going to start with you first. Mm-hmm. So, if I who won the BFA auction already? I've forgotten. Who won the what? Sorry. Who won the 80 rated auction? Uh, it was Welser. Welser won Welser. last Welser. week. Because if I was put in that same position, I'd go with exactly the same player as he took and take Jao Felix, for the pure reason that he's just amazing. <laughs> he's got good. He's got good stats across the board. It was a really, really good pick, and I think it's going to be interesting come the next FIFA to see what sort of upgrade that Felix got. Felix gets. Um, Although he was 80 rated at the start of this FIFA, so he hasn't got moved at all, so that does raise questions. Yes, um, possibly. Yeah, he possibly, improving. we should see. Um, Storm. Um, I just I'm going to say this name, and I'm hoping because I'm going to say it is because I've had him quite a lot, nearly every season somewhere along the line, and I'm going for Lewis Muriel. Yeah, I don't think he'd be a lot of people's choices, but I always seem to get on with him and scored goals with him. So uh, that's who I would be going with. I, I remember Muriel a couple of FIFAs ago really yep. um, uh, causing issues. You know, he, he's yeah, always no. used to be really, really quick and good finishing. Um, I, I, 80 rated, I can't remember. Is that? I think that might be a little bit higher, isn't it? In the past, has he, or has he always been a yeah. sort of 80 rated? I think he's always been that. I think he's just around that area. Players that, that's good or not, that, that FIFA make them good. It's the same as my wee man Levati, but he's retired now, or else that's who I'd imagine. But Levati in that there was, and he always in the 80, but he played higher than an 80 level. And I find that Muriel sort of way does that, but till a level, because then you find that he starts dropping back down the, the rankings again once you bring in the good defenders. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. Uh, River? Um, well, I've been saved by Bunsen going before me, really, but I still make myself sound like a tit here. Obviously, jumping in at the last minute, I had a very quick search for Sofifa, and Jao Felix stood out to me. I didn't know he was even in the league, so I can't even remember an 80 rated raffle. Uh, la- yeah, was it last week or the week before? I think. I mean, I've obviously completely and utterly missed that because I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I was going to go Jao Felix, but I did come up with a second option in case anyone took him, uh, which was uh, Christian Pulisic. Oh yes, yes, that would have been a very good, uh, a very good pick, and he had a good game uh, yesterday as well. Um, you know, I think. What is he? Is this no? What rate is he? Is he an eighty rated? He's eighty. He's eighty. Yeah. He's eighty. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That was like the aim of the thing to pick an eighty rated. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that's that would have been a good pick. I think you know, quick uh, on that wing, and it looks like he's you know. About to start for Chelsea and uh, been in form. Uh, exactly, yeah. So it could be a good pick. I, I personally, I went for Danny Olmo uh, from uh, Leipzig. Um, green stats across the board in that cam position could be quite tasty. Um, there's a there's a brief few that you could have in, like your man, it's Lazaro, Lazano, yeah. Lozano. Yeah, there's a couple yeah. of players that hopefully will uh, come next season. See we'll them. see in the, yep. we'll see in the uh, in the leagues. Right, we're going to move on, and obviously game of the week. Uh, so match day 11 is out in the next few days. Uh, so how we'll do it is obviously we'll go round uh, the prem and then the championship and league one for uh, each person. So River, I'm going to start with you. Prem pick. Um, I've gone for um, Shelbourne v Jam. In the fact that, as we said earlier, 
Um, Shelbourne's had a far better season than I think a lot of us expected. Um, the top three are going to be the top three. That's sort of like for your fourth for your fourth place, which seems to be something that everyone loves in football nowadays, finishing fourth. So uh, Shelbourne v Jam could be a, a battle to be the best of the rest, really. Yep, Storm? Um, I am going with um, Mouse and Sully. Um, just for the reason being that Sully, I think, um, I know Jaxie's done well, as you were saying before, but if Sully can get us two games against the person who's the least points, which if, if Mouse gets anything, um, it'll be amazing, to be fair. But that there alone, the six points, will take Sully back into that top slot with still a game in hand, if he hasn't already played it. Um, and I think that could be the key for him to go on and win it. Um, but well, I think we're seeing in the shout box that Sully has a wee streak in him um, with the last game that he played because he lost. Um, so is the pressure building on him? Or is he just is it just one of them off games that he had that we go with Shelburne? But I personally think, for me, I still think Sully will win that league. Um, but we'll, we'll see. But that's the reason why I picked that game. Uh, Bansi? I went down the opposite end of the spectrum and not being, well, no, being big-headed, uh, I picked my own game. It was against Paul, <laughs> who was also in the relegation playoff with me. Uh, so that's a massive six-point relegation fight. Uh, as it stands, both me and Paul have played the same amount of games and I'm five points ahead of him. So if he wins both those games, suddenly I'm in shit. Yeah, I'll be keeping an eye on your game with open uh, open eyes. I personally went for um, Shelbourne and Jam. Uh, again, sort of mid-table clash. Uh, be interesting to see whether Shelbourne can sort of cement that sort of uh, full spot almost. Um, right, Championship. Uh, Storm, I'm going to start with you. Championship. I have went with... Um... Birdie and myself. Um, anyway, everyone's got God complex this week, picking their own games. No, the reason why because we, we uh, uh, me and Birdie have like a wee north v south challenge between us. We like the we we'll call it the the north and south derby. Um, I know it's not the north and south dar- teams that we're using, but it's still that we we bit of a niggle between the two of us, like the uh, enjoyment games, and it's usually very very tight. It's usually he wins one, I win one. Um, it's it's going to be a I, personally, it's a big big call. After playing Soggy this week, uh, I play that tomorrow night. Um, I really am not expecting any points off Soggy, so I'm looking at the table now and saying to myself, I have to beat Birdie in my two games, or I am just gone, and that's it, end of. So this is going to be a major game for me, and. Bring it on, that's all I say. That's the reason why I picked myself and Birdie. Because if Birdie beats me, he's he's in the playoffs. I I don't think he'd be caught. Um, And if I beat it, I'd stay up. And that's that's the way I see it. Um, River? I would go go for myself, but I'm on a bye, so I can't. Um, (laughs) I'd like to pick Joe again and say he's hurting towards relegation. But I've decided to go for... um, Gorton versus Biggie. 
Uh, they both joined at uh, the start of the season, and by all accounts, they chat quite regularly as newbies along with Satie about all things in the league and uh, just chatting through stuff between themselves. They play each other quite a lot in friendlies, I gather, and they've um, become pretty good mates from it. Also, Gorton's sitting right on the edge of the playoffs, and Vicky D is sitting right on the edge, I think, in, at the moment, currently occupying the last Third. automatic promotion spot. So, they're big games for the pair of them. Six points for Big E. can see him heading towards getting automatic promotion. Six points for Gorton could put him right into that playoff mix. Two losses for either. could see them either tumbling out of promotion or out of the playoff places. So, I think they're two big games. Um, Buncey? I will go with... Uh, which one is it? Aaron versus Jeff. No, wrong one. Wrong round, sorry. It was Aaron versus someone. Aaron versus Mackham, that's what I was looking at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well here. Um, purely because, well, Aaron's obviously top, um, but Mackham was also in a playoff spot, which, again, probably surprises me a bit. Um, but if Aaron gets the six points there, certainly Mackham is under threat from Gorton and Bertie again. Uh, could be hurtling towards being out of that playoff spot. If Mackham gets... Um, points out of it. Most people above him probably haven't against Aaron, apart from Phil. Um, so it'll put him in good stead. Yeah, that's fair enough. I played Mackham last week, and Mackham holds the ball very well. Um, I think that, that's a good call, to be honest. Uh, I think Aaron may struggle, and with Mackham holds the ball, he not give the ball away, and then he ends up in your half and in your box. And that's why he's, I think he's so good. He's definitely changed the style from when I played him at the start of the season, like like friendlies. So it's a hard match for Iron. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, right, League One. Uh, Buncey, I'm going to come back to you on this one to start us off. So League One, I won Lost Boy versus Payne. Again, I think that's playoff fight or Lost Boy's top. Lost Boys second. Second. Yeah. Against second versus fourth. So, yeah. we, actually, with that, if Payne gets all four points, he propels him six points. He propels himself into automatic spots ahead of Worm and Lost Boy. So, yep. very big fight at the top of the table there. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Storm? I have went for uh, my old Belfast buddy, Gazgrass, and Totters. Um, just. Just by picking him up, I don't know what he's done or what he's doing, but as I say, he's making that. He's on a lot of greens over the last three games, and that's the reason why. I don't. I think he. I think he's. I don't know what his fixtures is, but I think he's just maybe left it too late to catch his mate Wentz or whoever else is in that top thing. But the way he's going, he can have a go at being above Reno. And I'm sure Reno didn't have guys anywhere near him at the start of the season. Yeah, uh, River? Yeah, I've gone for Andy versus Satie, which is the bottom two. And there's three points separating them at the moment. Um, as Storm says about Gaz and Wiz, I've played them both recently in tournaments. And they've both been a lot better than they've been previously. So, uh, obviously, aren't down for the wooden spoon this year. It looks like it'll probably be Andy or Satie. Six points one way or the other here could determine who that is. No one really wants the wooden spoon, so 
Um, I think that's uh, quite a big game from both. One they were both fancy trying to uh, get maximum points from. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, right, we're going to move on, and we're going to move on to Controversy Corner. Uh, so, obviously, this new segment, which uh, tends to kick up a little bit of stir, uh, which is what we like. Uh, today, we're going to look at two points, one of which has come from the forum in the last couple of days, uh, involving uh, people's tastes. And we're also going to have a little look. We've had a couple of fines uh, over the last uh, few days and uh, uh, a couple of people that have lost players. So we're going to have a little look at that. But we're going to start with Pizzagate. Now, obviously, for those that haven't or I'm sure everyone's gotten involved with it or knows what's going on. uh, A poor post was put out a while back asking whether pineapple, I think it was pineapple, I'm sure it was pineapple, should be on a pizza. Pineapple on a pizza, the famous Hawaiian pizza. Um, obviously, mixed reactions, you know, some people like pineapple on pizza, and some people, absolute no, 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 no. So, obviously, uh, I'm going to start with you, River. Uh, I think you were on the side of no pineapple. What are oh, your indeed. thoughts? What are your thoughts? I don't even see why this is a controversy. You're some kind of sick psycho if you like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> it's just a complete and utter no-go. I mean, that's it. Nothing else to add. No. So, okay. okay. So, what what, what else would you say? If you were, if you were going into a, an Italian restaurant and you've got, you know, your list of pizzas, what else alongside pineapple would you say no to? Should not be there. Um, uh, anchovies for a start uh I, I don't particularly like uh anything like i've heard people have like tuna on some people have tuna on pizza i mean i can just about get by with prawns but anything seafood like, yeah i, I like prawns on a pizza i like prawns on it a should pizza. just be uh it should just be various types of meat to be honest <laughs> meat and veg like, meat and veg you know, your peppers your onions if you're a vegetarian peppers onions mushrooms etc but yeah just other than that it's just your meat top it's not a fan of seafood on it and why the bloody hell you'd have pineapple on it i mean why don't you just go and stick an orange or something on it it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um storm I'll, I'll come to you next i know you've said recently you don't like pizza but i remember yeah. you ordering a pizza in the middle of the night a couple of years ago when we were at egx you yeah. might not like pizza that's fair enough pineapple on pizza what do you think is it acceptable or do you think like river says if you like pizza you're uh, with pineapple on you're a psycho um i am really not a pizza lover and i think that was the only food that they had in the hotel that night they were sitting um and i really don't like it i hate pizza uh, as you said if you're going for an italian meal if you go for an italian meal it's at, at pizza is not a meal to me i'm sorry but if i was given the choice Pineapple all day long. Pineapple on a burger. Pineapple. It's gorgeous. It gives it the flavour. I think you've just proven my point. Anyone who likes it on there's a psycho. Cheers, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Pineapple. I mean, obviously, you know, there were some good. There were some. Uh, there were some combinations there that were throwing about. Um, Buncey. Pineapple on a pizza. What? What are your thoughts? Is it a no go or is it mm, actually quite nice? Okay. Would you would you have pi- what would you have pineapple with? Uh, well, what what I mean, is what is acceptable for you? I've always had it on a like slice of gammon. 
yeah. nice mm-hmm. fried, sli- not fried, grilled slice of gammon. Grill the pineapple for about a minute. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, you can get some really, really weird combinations on pizzas. And, I mean, if you go to Domino's or somewhere like that, you can throw a little bit of everything on there. Um, You can get a cheeseburger pizza there. You can get a cheeseburger pizza. Yeah, yeah, you can can get a variety of everything. Um, I think it was quite... I don't... I think it was... I think, obviously, it was more orientated towards you know, the uh, the no side. Um, but I think there were, there were still quite a few numbers on the site that liked pineapple on a pizza. I think 11 or 12. Um, it's just one of those... Very strong opinions in both sides. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things, I guess, that, you know, some people like some weird combinations when it comes to their food, which is fair enough. Um, right, we're going to move on, and I'm going to move on to... Uh, back to FIFA now, and... The last couple of days, I say the last couple of days, it's, I think it's about a week and a week and a half ago. Um, so we've had a couple of incidents uh, that have resulted in some players being lost. So I'm going to start with Harry because Harry is the first person that I've uh, got on here. So uh, I believe what has happened is that Harry hasn't done a squad update recently. Uh, and once this had all been updated um, on the sheet, and the pay, his match day payment was taken. He didn't have enough to cover it. Um, now he could have done the squad update at an earlier time when he was supposed to, and he would have avoided all that. But in return, he lost uh, Ben Foster, uh, who I think he had been bigging up quite nicely uh, in the couple of days beforehand. Uh, obviously, well, whether he'd had too much of an effect for him, I'm not sure. But um, you know, this big player, 80 rated. Um, and he lost him all just because, you know, ultimately he didn't do the squad update. I mean, surely if you, you know, you just get it done um, as soon as it as soon as it comes out, you know, just get it done on the Xbox and then you're sort of set. I mean, it, it's silly, really. I'm going to come to you, River, first. Um, you know, squad updates, they're only asked for twice a season. It, it, it shouldn't be that difficult, should it? No, I... I, I genuinely don't understand what is so difficult about it some people seem to have absolute bloody hissy fits over doing a squad update and it's the simplest thing in the world it takes 10 minutes if that to do it on the xbox and then just to check off the ratings i i don't get what the problem is i can maybe understand i think Satie's problem um as well came from not doing his update and he got really confused as uh, a new member I suppose we're coming to him in a minute, obviously. So, okay, if you're new and you've never done it before, okay, maybe you're not quite sure what you've got to do. But for someone who's been in the leagues for a long time, I don't understand where the problem doing your squad update is. Comes out, do it, 10 minutes, you're done. I, I don't get what the problem with it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that, that is it. And Storm, you know, you're sort of, uh, you're sort of heading up that, uh, put, getting the squads updated in terms of, uh, the, you know, the the ratings. It, it, it's a 10-minute job, isn't it? I mean, it's a 10-minute job just to download the updates and see if you've got any, uh, if you've got any updates to report. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's easy to just do that 10 minutes and sort of lose, lose a player that might now cause Harry to, you know, if, if there is another division coming next season, to spiral down into it. Yeah, he, he, he was in the party with me when it actually he was doing it, and he said that he had done his, he had done his, um, 
his update three weeks ago, and I went, sure, Marcus only put it out on Tuesday, and he goes, aye, but uh, I get I get uh, a confirmation from Sofifa if there's any ratings go up, and I looked at the list, and I think I had six people still to go through because because of the so-called cheating last year, last one, people didn't do it, especially with Messi and things like that. I have not been, because I haven't been working, I just said to myself, well, I'm going to see if I can catch people out. And I started going through, and I sat here for, must have been two days solid, just going through everybody's squads. And I think I ended up catching a few out, to be honest. But because Harry had mentioned it in the party, I was sitting here with the computer on beside me, and I went, Harry, I'm going to check your team. And because of the BFA or whatever it was that happened just right after or before it, I don't know what way it was or the way it fell, but I got to this very last player, and I couldn't believe it when I got to the player and I seen him. He was a different reader, and I went, "Hurry, you've balls up here because you've you've a player that you haven't done." I couldn't, I couldn't. I says, "You have. That's your striker." And, I says, and then he goes, "Ah, oh, something must have changed." I says, "That's it." So that was how it actually came about. And then later on that evening, I was still doing an update. I was still doing squad updates. I think it was about two o'clock in the morning when I noticed that Bry had started taking wages. And then all of a sudden, it came up and I looked and I went, I was on I was on the sheets and I could see that Harry's wages were, I can't, I can't remember now what they were, but I said, sure, I can't, can't be right. He's only took like 1.2 million off him. So I went and I checked, and I ended up he was a million down, which he didn't have, which got him an or £10 million fine on the same night. That's what lost the keeper then. That's And because he also was in the bar, the, the party that evening, chirping on about how good Foster was, and I remember myself in the same party with Marcus, and as though he's in the party and you don't think he's listening... I remember saying that Golan is this best thing, and that was the one that he had hit me with, and he hit Harry with that night. And as I say, if you're in a party with Marcus, don't be telling him your best players because if anything happens, he's out. He'll get you. Sure, so, th- <laughs> so that's how it all came around with Harry's mess that he had. But Harry does one every year, right? You know yourself. <laughs> Harry will always give everybody a laugh, or he'll always make a balls up somewhere. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think as well, it's just, it's so easy to check as well on Sophie for, um, you know, when they've last had an update. Um, so just just get it done. There's no excuse, really, um, you know, and especially not, you know, to say, oh, I've done it three weeks ago. Um, you know, it, it's been asked for recently. Just get it done, um, you know, and you don't lose yourself any, any players. Um, right. The second, obviously, part to this area is um, Andy Brill. Uh, so Andy Brill bought a player uh, or overbid on a player. Um, I think was it Cotrone? I think it might have been Cotrone um, that he overbid. Um, so he's lost, and in doing so, he's lost his goalkeeper Merritt, and he's on a 14-day ban, which is currently uh, still being served. I think until I think it's Wednesday or Thursday. Um, so obviously, uh, Katrone went to Saiti, I think, uh, as a sort of second no, height. No, 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 the opposite way. That was the opposite way around, Ash. Oh, was it the other way? Yeah, so, yeah. Saiti lost Katrone and Andy Brill picked him up in a BFA. 
Yeah. All right, yes. Yeah. So I think obviously I don't know an awful lot about this. Um, he won chic. He chic. It was chic. He, he he messed up on. It was Andy messed up on chic. Oh, that's okay. So that's. Uh, uh, yep, yep. Right. Okay. So, um, but I think there was also a little bit of controversy as well, wasn't there? I think I think was Satie not happy at the uh, at the fact that he couldn't get Catroni. I think you might know a little bit more about this storm. Um, I think he wasn't happy because I feel that um, I see he hasn't worked. Uh, he hasn't really. He's not in it long enough, and uh, it just hasn't worked out. Certain people. Now he was in a part of me or night, and we were explaining a few things to him, and it, he seems to have got a wee bit more of a jiff about it. Um, but I, I got the feeling that he thought that because Katrini went back in, that everybody should have sat back and let him get him back, but. You know, and I, everybody else knows in here that doesn't work like that. Everybody's a shark, and they'll 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 drain everything off you. So I explained that to them, and I said, look, don't trust anyone. People just do the dirt on you, no matter what, silly, and you just have to get on with it, mate. And maybe you'll get them later on in time. But I think he was really annoyed with Andy going for him, knowing that he was one of his players. Yeah, because was uh, I think is controlling a um, a re-entry, wasn't he? He, he got taken yeah, out. Yeah, he was put back up to go back in the BFA. Yeah, and um, and Brill won him, I think, pretty cheap because Safety didn't have any money because obviously yeah he'd been put down to zero when when he lost him. Yeah, I think yeah, it was Andy so, actually put him up. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who put him up, but yeah, as, as Storm said, there if I did something silly and went into admin and lost Triore, can you imagine the site sitting back and going? Oh, you know what? Let him have him back. That was uh, that. That was unfortunate. Like fuck, there'd be a mad clamour to get him. To, to one, just to piss me off, or two, to absolutely destroy me with transfer demands to get him back. No way are you just going to let someone get their favourite player back. I would take great pleasure in taking him off you. Exactly, oh, but, uh, you're, you're 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 the sort of prick I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I personally think he's overrated, just as as if he is in real life. Who that? Who? Yeah, Fairway. he turned down the chance to try and get him and sell him on for a lot to people who like him. If he that's the reason DMA, why, would he? Yeah, you no, wouldn't just no. sit there and go, "Oh, he's Phil's player. Phil messed up. Let him have him back." You'd take him <laughs> and try and get all you could for him off of me. Hundred percent. Get the exactly. players for him. Yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, I mean, that's obviously, you know, as as uh, you sort of get into the league a little bit more and you know the way the market works and the way the auction works and the fact that people will screw you over, that is part and parcel of the league. Um, you know, it, it is one of those things, unfortunately. I think it all just sort of comes back to the, uh, the first point of trying to not um, sort of, well, make any cock-ups, really, that could result in any fines. Um, I don't. I don't think it's the. the I don't think it's the fact that I, that people hate you, and that's what I was trying to make it out. He, he wasn't doing it to, to hate him. No. Or, he, oh, it's no, just part. Of, it's just part of FIFA. And, or, no, it's part of it. Is yeah. That's just that. That's it. That's you just have to get on with it. There are people you might think it's funnier to do it to, like Buncey said he'd love to do it to me. I mean, can you yep. imagine if Joe cocked up and I, the pleasure I'd get out of taking Osman off of him or something? It, <laughs> yeah. It, it'd be, there's people you obviously would like to to do it to because 
I suppose you've got a bit of banter, a bit of rivalry with you. You, you talk yep. to a lot and so on. But I don't think any of it's personal. No, no, no one I don't think so. They, they, they dislike someone. No, I don't think you see that from anybody. Yeah, it's the complete opposite, in my opinion. You would take more pleasure in doing it to people that you get on with. Just so you could, uh, you could take the piss out of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things, I think, that, you know, in the future now, you know, it is dog eats dog in this league. And if people get the opportunity to sort of buy a player um, that has sort of gone back out into circulation or to sort of, you know, um, screw someone else over, then they, they will do it. But there's no there's no malicious intent on anything. I think uh, in the future, when people are doing it again, um people that have been done out before that's what makes part of part of the bfa in an auction in my opinion. Yep. right you're not the first you won't be the last that's it quite right you won't, yeah, be, the... won't be that's the thing there will be someone either this season or next it does it'll come round again like yeah well that's it that's quite right um I, I think i think to be honest with marcus giving that birthday praise money out i think he has saved i would say three four people people there um from being in that again, I, I think if that money hadn't came round, I think there would have been three or four or people that have lost players. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, again, it, it all just comes down to good management, um, I guess. Right, and that wraps up the controversy corner uh, for this episode, and that is going to wrap up the podcast for today. So, thank you very much, uh, you three, for being on. Uh, River, if you want to say goodbye in your own special way. Yeah, um, cheers for having me again. Obviously, I'm available last minute because I'm a sad with no life, so I can just jump in when Jam gets called to work. So, yeah, um, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> yeah, cheers. <laughs> cheers for jumping on at short notice. Uh, Storm? Cheers, boys, and I uh, hope you've enjoyed the podcast for uh, my time in two years, I think it was, as I said, at the start. Um, so I've enjoyed it tonight, so thanks very much, guys. And obviously, Buncey made your debut tonight. Thanks for coming on. There he's popped. Uh, hope you enjoyed the storm ramble. <laughs> and, and as from me, um, you know, cheers for listening as always. If you do want to get involved, please, please, please do get involved. We managed to get Storm in. You know, it took two attempts, but even if Storm can jump on, then you've really got no excuse. So do well, PM. Yeah, we, Harry says you think he, thinks he, you have lost his number. Harry, um, ha, ha, <laughs> Harry, Harry will be on a future podcast very soon. We've got to keep him happy. Um, right. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening and take it easy. Goodbye.